Hello again, this is Hallball. This is a separate idea, throwing out there and everything like that. Um, I had, I was listening to podcasts today um, about spaceships and spaceships too much, but it, it. Oh, I'm just going out and say it. I was listening to Joe Rogan talking to an astronaut that spent 200 days in um, space on the International Space Station. And, and his belief was that we cannot be um, and him thinking that there's absolutely no way that we're having people aliens coming through our atmosphere because of all the damn junk that's in the atmosphere and stuff. Well, I got a sci-fi theory for that in the sense that um, why can't aliens innovate technology like we've uh, uh, innovated airplanes because 50s according to my recollection that is not very that knowledgeable was it was always flying saucers with like the center bulb and a, and a little wing slightly thinner uh, frisbee out on the outside of the spacecraft there's always like a disc shape like that now you're seeing now if people are more talking about more of these pill shaped or box shaped or triangle shaped more than they are a flying saucer like circle wise what if this big if purely speculation no knowledge to base this on at all I read a lot I've read every single Halo book in the sense of its lore that I know about. That I know about. Um, and I listen to slash watch uh, a YouTube channel called uh, um, Installation Zero Zero which deals about the lore and theories and stuff and memory and stuff like that of Halo. He talks about things in a scientific way that could actually possibly be feasible but it'd be extremely expensive and stuff like this. I am in the mind that and because of what uh, the podcast before I listened to the one with that with Joe Rogan talking about Joe Rogan uh, talking about with the two hundred uh, day astronaut was talking about with with the two guys that did phenomenon the phenomenon movie that's um, on Apple and Vimeo or whatever that platform's called. And and they talk about how some technologies were actually invented back in like the 
20s, 40s, and 50s. But no one knew what to do with it other than they had the technology, they knew how to they knew how to build it. The problem was they had no use for it. It's basically like giving a caveman an iPhone and saying, here, you can look at all the things you can do on this thing. But a caveman's not gonna be like uh, why do I need this kind of deal? Like, that's got no... A, a, a smartphone's got no practical use to a person that's hunting that's hunting, hunting and gathering. There's no practical use for it other than throwing it. Unless you sharpen the ends on it and, 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 and uh, all that stuff and actually kill something with it. There's no use for it. There's literally no use for it. So, that's the theory that I got going on of why there was technologies back in that kind of day that was available and everything. And my cousin... Ugh, talked about a fiber optic cable that was found and is in use today but found that it was laid before even World War II and that it was and it was built like I don't, I don't know exactly when he didn't know all the details, and I don't really know all the details. All I know is that it was built before World War II. Clearly, and it was, and it stretched, and there's like two main ones, I think it was. It's called the Black Lines, I guess. And they, it's like literally on the seafloor, kind of under the, under the material and stuff. And it was capped with liquid metal, like pressurized, like the inside of it was pressurized. And the inside was, yeah, the inside was pressure, the inside of it was pressurized. And the, and the, end of it was each end of it was like cast was in like cast in some kind of metal something like that so and they and he according to him again I don't know if he knows all the details and I don't think he does he might I don't know I doubt it and yeah, I do. I, I do highly doubt it. But he knows every last detail about it. And um, my hypothesis, my guess, my theory is that some, some kind of philanthropist billionaire or government did this in secret. Not really secret. They did it with other government. Clearly had to have 
either help with other government governments or put it down at a time that no one was looking or was thinking about it and yeah. and so and apparently this was done apparently it was laid like like I said before war two from California all the way to Japan or China or whatever all the way across the Pacific Ocean, Pacific Ocean. as another or actually it just stretched across the entire earth I can't remember from one side of the continent to the other side of the continent of one side of the US to the other side of the US in the sense that from through all the oceans and then it just connects two different major land masses that would have a deep enough trench or whatever the boats in them could nick it with propellers and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I don't really know. Sorry for the silence. It's just I was thinking. Oh, that's so Well, back to my alien part of the theory and what I got with sci-fi going on, sci-fi stuff, is that gravity bubbles and slip space bubbles. In Halo, there's an eight. There's a what would be considered an ancient race of humans. Ancient race. Ancient race of forerunners where where both humans and foreigners were very so technologically advanced that they had manipulation over time over time and stuff like literally that they could put a say they could put a a time bubble inside in a certain parameter and have it so big that when you enter it time would be different from what it was actually on the outside of that bubble it could be faster it could be slower but in general that's what it would be so and and the thing about the phenomenons was they mentioned that the major the major things that everybody saw or felt was that time was slow or slowing down and almost goes void voidish in the sense that you can't really hear anything at all around you and that even though it was a, it, you may be 
in a major highway or something that you're basically plucked out of time. Well, that basically, that is the most basic and rudimentary concept of a slip space bubble or time bubble or however you want to call it. But I'm going to call it slip space bubble because that is literally what I would call it because I, I, listen, I follow Halo. Halo lore and stuff. That's the only sci major sci-fi I know. I don't know a lot of other sci-fi stuff. You don't have to get the other sci-fi geeks or something like that to that actually care about the actual technology and lore. You're going to have to get those guys to talk more about what their time stuff would be. If they mess with time. Um, gravity. In Halo, it's inferred, heavily inferred, that they already have gravity mastered in the sense that they have anti-gravity technology to an extent, meaning they can have anti-grav, anti-gravity on a huge spaceship and no one's flying flying around and flying through um, anti, like zero G and stuff. Also, that there's a sport called anti-grav ball or gravity ball or something like that. So, that means that that they have figured out anti-gravity according to Halo uh, according to zero, uh, installation zero zero, to his theory, is that it's heavily implied that human beings in the years of two thousand two or two hundred or three hundred something, uh, in the, in the something plus in the future, that they whatever the years of Halo was. I can't remember. I can never fully remember. But I know it's 200... I know it's 2,200 and something. I know it's about that. So... Sometime in that kind of future, humans have mastered... According to his thing, humans have mastered anti-gravity technology so much... That it's become cheap enough that almost a slight bigger consumer, like moderate consumer, can get anti-gravity gear and stuff for this for this sport called anti-grab ball or something. That it could be put in children's play toys kind of deal. So, that means that, and with that kind of theory, what if this alien race that Captain Fravor and had explained about the Tic Tac and the 
square and the square and the bubble or whatever is has anti-gravity technology that puts like a special shield bubble that's a gravity bubble around itself that allows it to go up, down, left, right, and and move in like a speedboat fashion. To make it go forward and backward and stuff. And with that gravity bubble, it would puncture a theory hole in the astronaut part about the debris that's going around the Earth. Because there's so much space garbage and the around going around the Earth, we have accidentally made ourselves our own shield. As crude as it is, we've accidentally done that. So, biggest thing was, I want to get at, what if the aliens are using gravity bubble shields? Not bubble shields, but it basically would be the concept of that. To get going, making the ships go backward, forward, left, right, up, down, and also uh, repel certain amount of debris going towards their ship. Or at least move it out of the way. And that's me signing out. Hello, I this is Hallball again. Part whatever of this whatever episode. I am going to read off from my notes something I have on my list. It's not going to sound cohesive at all. You work cartoons and how artists, illustrators, media, writers completely misunderstand the actual aspects of animation picture, animation pictures, cartoons, and how powerful that can be and also can be more powerful than their own damn letters is your own socks comma any writer quote indent thomas thompson should put a sock in the mouth go to bed wake up and describe what the sock tastes like Whenever they went to bed or when they get up in the morning because that's exactly the taste in my mouth every time these pieces of shit always do me any kind of media without thinking first. Okay, I have no idea how long ago this... Uh, thought was or what I was talking about which is extrapolate of what my thought was first part before the indent was probably because I was listening to a podcast with with cartoon uh, animators and voice actors and 
and uh, and also or either that or some come some kind of writers and stuff and how retardedly stupid some directors are to what writers write and how writers if they're supposed to be if they're hired writers supposed to be for a cartoon show they don't understand the dynamics of how animation can work what the flexibility is and stuff like that also it feels like sometimes the voice actors or the animators don't understand the process of the other of one side from the other side basically there's lost communication between both sides because there are like three big groups it's like one person it's like three different directors supposed to talk to each other and talk to their teams but the problem is it's one person designated from one group of writers talking to one group of the director of animation animators and then one director of talking to the voice actors and then sometimes it's one person for all three groups if it if that person doesn't have a cohesive idea of what he's what he wants to do or he's just a hire on for what the project is supposed to be um yes i know i'm talking out of my ass and some idiotic media people are probably yelling at their screens or are aggravated right now about what my explanation is especially the assholes in hollywood i don't care how nice you are or anything else if you are aggravated about my explanation, this is a layman's terms podcast. And this is my theories and stuff. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But every time I listen to a podcast that I've that I've listened to before or just in passing of in videos and stuff, majority of Hollywood Especially, especially when you're dealing with any damn unions. I don't care what union you're from, especially if you're in Hollywood. I understand there's benefits. There's good benefits to having the union and stuff because there's so many scumbags that want to take advantage of people and stuff. But the problem is, once you use it, you want to use it, you and I, whatever the damn word I just said earlier. You you lose the idea, you lose what you're actually supposed to be doing, and you make it harder for absolutely everybody else that's trying to start any kind of creative idea because you're a piece of shit and you care about nothing else than the money in your hand in your wallet or in your hand. Or you care about nothing else than making it harder for even people in your own damn union to get creative ideas out there. Because you don't want other people to work with other people who are not part of your union. You are such scumbags 
that you do that to to people. That you make people never want to work with you that when you're in a union because of this. And vice versa. So shut the hell up. If one, if you're from Hollywood or California or any of these damn unions in general. If I'm fucking up your the actual, the actual job your actual job description and you're in a union, shut the hell up. You have no fucking say of what I say or anything else because you are the damn problem. Because if you have if you want to put notes and I mean any comment of what is actually funny or actually works for an actual cartoon idea or actually the people who actually come up with a thing and they want to brainstorm and you shut it down or anything like that, you are the damn problem here. Let them make it and let the audience decide. And don't give me this bullshit that it's not going to work because there's nobody viewing it. Bullshit! If you put it on TV, of course no one's gonna fucking see it. People have jobs. People have lives. And if your main demographic is teenagers and stuff, don't put it on a time when people are at school. You fucking idiots. Especially in the 90s. You say people want to see things at 7 a.m.? Bullshit! The only people going to be up at 7 a.m. Even on a fucking Saturday. And your main demographic is kids? Bullshit! The only fucking kids that are going to be up at that late is if they have super disciplined parents. And even if they're super disciplined parents, they're not going to... They're not going to let them watch TV. Your main demographic is going to be lazy kids who want to play outside and stuff or who want to slightly sleep in on a Saturday and don't get up until 9 a.m. on the East Coast and put fucking different channels on your fucking networks that have different block hours so you can actually catch multiple people on different coasts and different timelines, you fucking shitheads. Of course you never thought of this, especially in the 90s, because your egos are running everything, you fucking assholes. That's probably why I made that secondary comment. What the hell is this? This looks like... I just got a notification... For a movie trailer. And the title is. Willy's Wonderland. And it looks like. I have no knowledge what the hell this movie is. Or what it's about or anything. The description of the. Thumbnail. It it looks like Nicolas Cage. With a goat. A thick black. Blackish goatee. Around his. uh, Like. Like, from sunburn down to his chin, and connects with his mustache, and and he's got a receding hairline, and it's slightly poofy. And then in the back, and that's in the, that's in the foreground. In the background, I see a shiny 
look in what probably is a mirror in the right-hand corner of the image and the left-hand corner of the image in the very far background, something rusted or something, maybe just something on a bench. And the slightly middle ground is a weird snake or ostrich-looking thing. Probably an ostrich. And it's a big, giant orange head with giant bug-eyed... Sorry if you don't know what that fucking description is. But it's a giant fucking googly-eyed glass... Um, what's, ball-bearing eyeballs inside of this skull. Orange. Slightly neon orange skull. And with a and then with a beak on it, it's slightly mirrored. I have no clue what this movie is gonna be about or anything, but that was the description of that thing. So, damn. Also, I don't know what was going on with this second part because it looks like. I was pissed at some kind of person that didn't understand or I was trying to say his description about something because clearly this person pissed me off enough that I said this and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure this analogy about the sock and stuff was supposed to be how bad an idea or how good an idea is is the is the same thing as trying to put a sock in your mouth and you taste it and you try to describe the taste before you go to bed and then describe it after you go to bed after after you get out of bed the next morning and those two descriptions are exactly how bad of a communication is versus whatever the thing I was talking about earlier that in the in that and that thing. And. Oh my gosh. It's just. That kind of deal. Of how. Bad or good or anything else is. And all that stuff. I have no earthly idea honestly. Um. But that was that. And that was my rant about that. Um, huh. Huh. I don't understand this. I have, hmm, <laughs> switching, um, switching topics real quick. Let's go to anime. I am 
Spoilers ahead for anybody that is watching anime and stuff like that. Um, especially for this season of, I think this is called the winter season of 2021 is what this one's called. Uh, and the ones I have seen is the continuation of the final season of Attack on Titan. Attack on Attack on Titan. And the also I'm watching the third season of Log Horizon. I'm watching the second season of Reincarnated as a Slime. And then I also um, watched the first two episodes of Reincarnated in a uh, uh, Reincarnated Jobless Jobless Reincarnation or something like that. Um, let's see, what was that? That was that one. I also watched, uh, I can never remember the, oh, Boy from the Boonies Going to the City or something like that. Basically, a uh, uh, boy from the, uh, dun from a village dungeon goes to the city, goes to the main capital of his continent island, island continent, and is wanting to be a soldier so he can go on, on, on adventures and stuff. Um, and he's supposed to be like the one of the weakest like youngest boys there or whatever. And um and it looks pretty good. It's a nice it's a nice comedy turn your mind off to some of the fighting a little bit. Not really turn your mind off, but it's like it's got some good comedy and stuff. It's got some eh, parts because of the trope of a girl falling in love with the main character just because he helped her. Eh, it's a little overplayed, a little bit. Um, in my opinion, it's just a little overplayed. Um, let's see what's another one I'm watching. I'm watching two different uh, romance animes. Uh, one I'm actually really wanting to watch, and it's about uh, a boy who's not really that great in school, but he looks like a nerd, a taco, uh, a taco, whatever the damn word is called for a person who likes anime. That's not a weeb. Not called a weeb because we in America. Um, uh, and but he's not he's just he just likes the rock punk cult like aesthetic even though he, I don't know if he listens to that music or not because he has nine piercings four on each ear one on his lip 
and also has a tattoo on, on his, uh, like a sleeve, like partial sleeve on his upper part of his arm, and then down one side of his uh, chest. And he's in high school, and he's also in a private college, a private high school that you're not allowed to do any of that stuff or you get kicked out. So he's trying to hide it the best he can. And the way he's doing that is always wearing his uniform jacket and uniform like winter uh, stuff that, that, that covers everything else up. And he's always wearing his hair long so people don't see his piercings on his ear. But it's about that. That's the guy main character. The girl main character, who I think is actually the real, actual main character of the entire thing, is is a homebody in the sense that she's a normal girl who's slightly popular, smart, and stuff, and like studying and stuff. But when she's home, because her parents work all the time, and she, she takes care of her little brother and take care of all the cleaning in the house, all the cooking in the, for the house, all the cooking and cleaning of the entire house, and she actually enjoys it. And so, because of that, she, she has slight FOMO of she doesn't want to go out, go out with her friends and stuff, even though she slightly might want to. Um, Other than that, I don't know. That one's a pretty good one. I already like that one. The other one was the um, what was the other one? The other one, oh yeah, the other romance one was basically about these two gamers who basically like playing this, like, Smash online game. The boy is supposed to be the main character, and he is, like, the number one ranking in his division or whatever area online. And so he... Uh, and so he... Um, he was playing online and the number two ranking is called No Name and plays plays against him on the online match it's a close match but he, the guy wins and No Name direct messages uh, the guy and says um, can we meet up and found out his, his classmate girl
tell you more about my anime later. I'll talk to you later. This is Hallball, signing out.